Today we have the uh, final <coughs> full day of our week-long uh, retreat together here in Saranath. Uh, this uh, morning with you, I would like once again to give a general uh, overview of the meditations, the practices, speak also a little bit about the day itself and also some uh, uh, other aspects. Um, just with regard firstly to the day itself, we had the, the usual uh, morning meditation uh, program through till lunch. In the uh, afternoon at 2.30 there will be a 30 uh, minute sitting meditation uh, fo- following uh, on from that, with it being the final uh, afternoon, the uh, box which contains uh, your valuables will be brought to the uh, kitchen area, and if all of you would kindly uh, collect uh, them, whether of course here for the two weeks or for the one week, and following on from that, I'll uh, speak to you in here about the donations which are such a uh, precious and valuable support for the running of the program and give you a little bit of uh, background with regard uh, to this and the precious uh, tradition of it uh, as well and then following on from that there's opportunity to uh, give support uh, to the program also to uh, Dora uh, and myself and the uh, afternoon, uh, an afternoon talk at five of, uh, o'clock. Uh, with the food just a little bit later today at uh, uh, six o'clock, and then the evening program um, uh, getting underway with the sitting at uh, seven o'clock. Uh, t- um, tomorrow morning, I will speak to you about uh, the transitions from uh, here to the daily life. And for those who uh, are staying for the two-week period, uh, some of you may just wish to stay in the monastery, stay in the centre uh, here, and continuing with the practice, and you're very uh, uh, welcome, and we will endeavour to keep it as quiet and as silent as uh, possible. Uh, there, there will be uh, s- sittings with... Uh, uh, Someone's uh, sitting here um, during the uh, two of them during the afternoon uh, period. Uh, others of you may wish to uh, go out, and of course you're very uh, welcome to ensure, of course, that you're back here at around uh, six o'clock uh, in the uh, evening, and then the evening program will get underway with, of course, the. Uh, people who will be arriving there. So we entirely leave it to you whether you just want to stay in the uh, monastery uh, throughout the afternoon, continue with your practice, or whether you would like to go out and come back. It's your your good decision uh, on that. Um, I mentioned just recently, a day or so ago, a little bit about um, giving support to uh, organic uh, cleansing uh, materials and um, the speaking with uh, 
uh, Una this morning, Dalma also uh, as well. There are various ways which um, this can uh, develop, various items uh, there, and the, our intention is to see if we can maximize uh, organic uh, use of all cleansing, then minimize use of uh, the plastic. We put that information um, in the information uh, uh, book and there will be the checkout going on in, in the village uh, to see what is available as uh, a real alternative uh, uh, for us. And then I'll put a proposal to the uh, Lord Abbot here in the Thai Monastery to see whether that can expand for the rest of the monastery. Uh, we shall see. And thank you very much for the good suggestions that have been coming in. Don't hesitate, as always, to uh, write them down on a piece of paper, um, and that will help with the ideas of, uh, of using uh, organic material. Um, with uh, uh, the day uh, uh, there, and a little further extension with regard to the meditation as, uh, as, as well. The uh, experience of things, which is the, the, uh, the Godhead of the priority uh, here, and in this case what I mean by that is the more experience we have with the mindfulness of breathing, with the exploration uh, of the body with giving attention to what the feelings are which are arising to the uh, awareness and mindfulness of the state of mind and also as was mentioned uh, yesterday uh, evening this recognition and appreciation of the absence of As we explore and practice and cultivate and develop each one of these areas, we can then see for ourselves uh, the benefit and uh, the support. Uh, each one uh, in the daily life, as well as here, that the connection with, we take the, the breathing, you know, sometimes, uh, to take a small example, we have a fine creative idea and we find ourselves postponing. Oh, I'll start this next week, next month, next lifetime or whatever it might be. And that tendency to procrastinate, to put off, may simply be due to lack of concentration. It's that simple. Mind is un unable to concentrate on things which matter and when we can't we will postpone so perhaps mindfulness of uh, the breath a single object sustaining it develops the mind to be able to concentrate and that ability to concentrate can then extend itself into the daily life in which one has a quiet trust in the inner life that in life which I need to concentrate on I will endeavour to stay true to so some of us like Christopher and others are servants of the Dharma that's what we uh, engage in many other things in life 
uh, occur along with all of that, uh, of course, uh, uh, relationships, <coughs> parenting, and various other responsibilities and duties, but the concentration on what matters for oneself, for others, serving the Dharma, that stays steady, steady, steady through the years. Uh, there. And I'll just use it not to boast, but as a small example that the power of concentration in the meditations uh, there is the training for uh, the mind. Buddha's words here, is the training, one of them, for the mind to be able to keep steady with concentration. People sometimes say to myself, being of the old years, are you going to retire, Christopher? And my response currently is, death is retirement, there, long rest, or uh, the body falls apart, the second possibility, which can happen, or the mind falls apart, or fades away, or starts living too much in the past. So, uh, one, two, or, or three, and who knows what the conditions uh, are, but while uh, reasonably, things together, concentrate, staying steady with it. So, not to underestimate the potency of the practice for its benefit for the whole of existence, basically. Similarly with the body. Sometimes we know we have issues around uh, the body, size, weight, shape, colour, energy, um, gender, um, parts of the body, likes, dislikes, and much, much, uh, much, much more. And we can easily get involved and lost in our picture stories around the body with the variety of uh, likes and dislikes which take place. And how easy it is that we can give ourselves a hard time over all of this. And it's not as though we chose to be born it's not as though we chose to uh, be uh, male or uh, female or gay or lesbian or heterosexual or whatever. It's not as though uh, we chose to look like this. And it's not as though we um, chose our parents. And some of us looked around and thought, actually, we might uh, we prefer some other parents or whatever. It might be. So here we are planted into this world on the major issues, no choice about. Here we are uh, uh, with it. Can we find a calm, clear relationship with this body? We didn't choose it, not shape, nor size, nor this, nor that. We've landed, so to speak, uh, with this. We have care and respect for it. And if we keep in touch with the life and the energy and the vitality uh, of it, stay close to it, there will be a significant reduction in all the imagery, all the views, all the attitudes we, which are unhealthy we have around it.
because uh, we're close to it, we experience it, we're, we're with it. And each day, actually each moment, does give us that opportunity. Uh, uh, Once we get that, we'll get the balance uh, right. We then turn the attention from there to the feeling uh, life. Sometimes feelings are intensified. This intensification of them is due to a combination. It's always conditions which makes things come together. The self does not do this. Conditions make things come together. And those conditions with the emotions can be an often memory, the attitudes, um, sometimes intentions, thoughts, pictures, content, story, etc. And that those images, feelings, and all of that gets intensified, it generates the emotion. There are plenty of emotions in life which are really lovely and sweet and precious. The thrill, ecstasy, bliss, the intensity of enjoyment, the passion of lovemaking, the wonder of life. Whoa! Our emotions are extraordinarily beautiful and we really can enjoy them and appreciate and allow that energy to really flow in a caring and sensitive, respectful kind of way. And my goodness me, the Buddha speaks about bliss and uh, uh, the ecstatic experience and profound uh, happiness and the joy of things frequently. It's a regular theme. This is a, yeah, somebody asked him, why are we doing all this practice? And he said, because it is the happiest way to live. Pretty strong statement. And liberation, he said, is the greatest happiness. Happiness is the indispensable to uh, uh, all of this, in the many manifestations of it. So sometimes with the feeling life, coming together of feelings, and those feelings, the, the, the thrill of existence, the adventure of existence, we feel the life, to recognize that, as well as the very quiet, quiet, subtle, subtle, not wanting any extra feeling from that, just experiencing it in its quietitude. And then those experience of feelings and emotions which are problematic, the violence, the... Uh, the anger, the blame, the anxieties, the stress levels, all that, which has a lot of feeling inside of it, to uh, say, this is a problem, it's not enabling me to see clearly, it's landing on myself, it's landing on the others, it's landing on society. These experiences which are unhealthy, problematic for us, we have the practices and the resources individually and collectively to work with them. Once something is in the light of consciousness, in the light of uh, mindfulness, once something is really uh, worked with, uh, the power of all, all of these things really can dissolve this. It may be that we can't do it alone, of course. It may well be that we need the good counsel, the good skill of the other. 
or of the group to give us support. We recognize that. We're humble enough to think, I can't do it all by myself. We need each other, we support. The Buddha's words of Sangang Saranangachami, I take refuge in the Sangha. That's in the wise, in the noble ones, and in those dedicated to the practice. I go for refuge in that. And see, this is that they, such people are the pillars of support uh, in, our li- in our life. And when people hear that and they didn't get it, he then, went, he then said, Dutiyampi. Sangang Saranangajami for the second time for the second time I'm telling you take refuge in go for refuge in the Sangha and then if they still didn't get it he goes Tatiyampi Sangang Saranangajami for the third time I'm telling you (laughs) etc not so we realize the power of the group of the support of the collective and the word Sangha was, was not originally a spiritual word. He just took the everyday use of the word 2,600 years ago. So whenever the, the elders in the village met, that was the Sangha. Whenever there was an assembly of people sharing and discussing things, the word was Sangha. Whenever two people or more were having a discussion about something which was important and valuable, not chit-chat, but important, that was the Sangha. So he took the everyday word and he said, this is a Sangha. And this is a Sangha dedicated to awakening, dedicated to compassion, dedicated to the end of suffering, dedicated to freedom. This is the purpose of this Sangha. So the feeling uh, life, part of that uh, exploration there. And then we went to the the state of uh, mind. And sometimes the uh, problematic problematic aspects of this. Greed in Dharma, um, what it means is the wanting of something... In, where, in which there is dependency on getting what I want and if I can't get what I want some dukkha that means some unsatisfactoriness or some sufferings start to uh, uh, arise so that wanting can be habit and addictions that wanting can be obsessing that wanting can be going after more than I actually need and of course the consequence as the Buddha pointed out numerous times numerous times he's kind of famous for it human beings have a real challenge and a problem around wanting desire the most commonly used Buddhist word for this about unexamined wanting and the impact that that has on ourselves, on others, on society, on our fellow creatures, the animals and sentient beings and on the environment. 
we will not change this world by just by organizing something outside of ourselves, making things easier. We will change this world by reducing desire and using our skills and knowledge to give support to a sustainable world. We can't do it just by organizing things in a, a different way. It is important to change the products as mentioned uh, here with you a few minutes ago. But it is equally important as to change our lives. And, 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 it, and this exploration that we are in, engaged here is, to me, is a, a full revolution. Because the previous ones, in my view, mostly have failed. And they failed because they changed the outer with the different systems of changing the outer, but the inner didn't get changed, and the outcome of that was the problems it continued. A full revolution is a commitment to the change of the inner and the outer. That's a great undertaking. And we should be motivated because we love children. We don't want them to be left with a nightmare like the one that's currently happening. Then we can expand out breath, body, feelings, states of mind and in the final uh, expanding uh, out it is in fact not to have an object. So the first one, breath was the object, body was the object, feelings were the object, the state of mind was the uh, object, all really worthy of our interest and attention but sometimes it is just lovely not to have an object not to apply the mindfulness the meditations, the practices to, the, to an object and in that we just abide with a receptivity there objects will still come we open our eyes the sight is there, the sounds enter, the, the smells enter, the tastes enter, the touch uh, enters and there's an expansive, open, receptive awareness in which we're able to accommodate the objects in order to understand we can accommodate this world the world is a tiger without teeth and we have a capacity, an extraordinary capacity to accommodate what we see, hear, smell, taste and touch. It isn't easy but it belongs to our practice. So we can spend some of our meditations no interest in the object as, as such just abiding of course we are receptive to that with a quiet curiosity here a kind of quiet curiosity if I am not making the object the primary interest which is valid which is authentic I am not making the object the primary interest there 
what can be realized which is not reliant on the object? I'll, I'll repeat because it's not easy. We have an interest in objects. People, persons, places, sights, sounds, etc. We have an interest to be very close to because we're tired of projecting upon. We're tired of reacting to. We're tired of getting caught up in. We lose our happiness, our peace of mind, our integrity, our values, because we get caught up in. We can be in the place of, the, in this case, the meditations, in which the world of the objects is rather quiet in consciousness. We have no reason to even put a, a clear mindfulness upon the object, let alone projecting, wanting, rejecting. Leaving all of that quiet, because we want to be, <coughs> to be receptive to that which accommodates all of that, which is greater than that in which all of this diversity, and it is immense, keeps confirming it. So in the world of objects, though important, but not the ultimate reality, when those objects are all quiet in consciousness, there's a receptivity. And this receptivity, be patient with. See what might come out of that receptivity. We might call this meditation expansive awareness. We might call it choiceless awareness. We might call it the radiant light of consciousness. We might call it Zogchen. <coughs> we might call it original awareness. <coughs> The word's not really so important, obviously. If you find, in the application of that, that <coughs> there's not really enough um, steadiness for you, you find a lot of daydreaming, wandering mind, tiredness, maybe boredom or whatever, recognize it, notice that, usually indicates that uh, the power of presence and concentration needs to be developed because that is a good anchor point do use the breath again some more do give attention to the body more or whatever when you feel pretty grounded and centred be very present expansive awareness let the objects fade, so there is no choosing of them. Of course they will touch you, of course sound will come to you, you open your eyes, the light will come to you, etc. But you're not going in that direction. Letting the world be kind of peaceful uh, for you. And just staying quietly uh, receptive. Not looking for anything, kind of, a certain kind of innocence of the being and just stay steady with that. Things are moving around rather beautifully. 
in the deep of the being there. And possibly in that meditation or at some other time, quite unexpected to, there may be some real revelations, some fresh insights, some deep nuances, some vision for the direction of life and much, much more. And this is what we want to liberate. It's not me liberating, having, doing what I like as some kind of statement of freedom. It's freedom and liberation is the liberating of something deep which we've forgotten or neglected or haven't realized. We want to free it up, really free it up. And that includes the freeing up of the love and the friendship and the service and much, much more to free this up and that's very much part of our, uh, our exploration here yesterday, uh, finally, yesterday evening uh, uh, with you we had the hour-long period we, there was a 20-minute uh, period of time and you then <coughs> would choose breath, body, etc. One of, one of those for the 20 minutes. And then I uh, asked you, of course, to say, uh, respond a little bit uh, with regard uh, to this. Perhaps you're like myself, found it really interesting listening to other people's uh, experience. I also found it gave me, where necessary, a little opportunity with you, having listened to your experience of that 20-minute meditation, to, to say a little bit, a little bit more about specific methods and techniques, or respond uh, in some way or uh, uh, other. And I think on the next uh, retreat, um, in the morning time, perhaps every other day, I'll uh, follow the same form. I think quite. Uh, helpful for myself offering and possibly for others as well who listened yesterday evening about the experience of the sitting the experience of the circle walking and quite often obviously one person's good voice others say oh yeah that's just what my experience is that's what I'm experiencing at this time and, uh, and that sharing just how much we all have in common uh, here and thank you very much for your good voices uh, yesterday uh, uh, evening. Um, um, also, as has uh, been encouraged to uh, record the morning uh, 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 sessions uh, there, so um, uh, that's in the process of, of that. So, time is uh, ten minutes to uh, uh, ten. Uh, let's have a 25-minute um, meditation uh, together. Thank you for listening.